it's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh man, I love that guy. We'll put no more tears on the label. But it does make you cry. I know. Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the melting pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, the melting pack, here on the Next Level Network. Take two. Um, yeah, I didn't like what I was doing before, so i that's the beauty of this not being live anymore. I cut that out, and I started again. Did I need to tell you that? Would you have known if I didn't? No, but there you go. I'm all about uh, transparency on this show and hopefully good segues, um, or not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, what we're doing today, I'm doing this actually in between my rounds of cutting the grass, uh, because as you know, as I've complained about before, my weed whacker battery only lasts about 30 minutes and i don't know well actually this time the grass was super high so that's on me um it takes me longer than 30 minutes to cut the grass and that's a combination of me not working very fast i guess and the grass being quite high so yeah that's a good thing about the battery taking forever to charge is that i can do this while i'm waiting and then when this is done i can go hopefully and uh do the next round so there you go. The bad thing is it's going to take me like three or four rounds to do it, and that sucks. So, yeah. But anyway, good with the bad. It'll get done. And then there you go. Elsewhere today, a little bit of baseball stuff at the end of the show, a little bit of wrestling, and hopefully the captain will join us for the Flyers update. I will, um, I was going to say settle an argument, but it's not really an argument. I will explain to you why a thing I've seen going around Twitter uh, and the internet at large is incorrect and probably something else in there as well with our question um, about TV shows your parents did not want you to watch as a kid. All right, I think that's it. Do I, I didn't pick a song today. I forgot. I'm sorry. It's been a weird week, all right? Because work came out and said, hey, you can come get your office computer if you'd like to use that working from home. And I was like, no, nah, that'd be too much of a hassle to do that. And the next day, we had another meeting where they said, well, now you have to come get your computer from the office in order to work from home. You can't use your personal machine anymore. So... That's a project I was hoping to avoid. Um, it's going to be a pain in the ass, but listen, if this means that teleworking will be permanent, then I will accept it. If it doesn't, then I have to go back to the office in January or February or whenever, then I will just be mad about it the whole time. But uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the latest on me. Hope you're doing okay. As soon as I hit record, I could not stop coughing. This is going to be a rough show. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on. With the show, uh, unfortunately, we start with a bummer. You've probably heard this by now. You've heard people talk about this. But uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away last week. And uh, yeah, my show's at the end of the week, so I have to wait to do this stuff. Uh, what a bummer, man. 42 years old, cancer, 
that he was diagnosed with in 2016, which when you think about it, it's like, wait, he did, you know, four or five movies, plus all the press, plus all the visits, plus all the media stuff and all the other things that he's been doing in the public eye while crushing it in all these movies, Black Panther, Civil War. Um, I don't remember. I should have written them down, but you've heard all the ones. He has crushed it, and uh, now it's it's he's just gone, and that's not... Oh, man. Like, celebrity deaths are always kind of weird to talk about because we didn't know the people, right? Unless you did, in which case then, yeah, you have a right to be... Well, you can grieve however you want, no matter what. But, you know, it's weird. I didn't know the guy, never met him, never talked to him. It probably would have been awesome. Um, but I enjoyed all of his work that I saw, everything I saw him and I loved. And, uh, yeah, this is such a bummer because he was such a such a force, I guess. Is that, the, is that too strong? Is that the wrong term to use? But it's weird. I was thinking about, obviously, his family and his friends and all that. But I was also thinking about how people who want people of color who wanted to become actors or who were in acting school while he was filming, say, Black Panther or when Black Panther came out and they said, you know what? Damn, if he's there, that opens a door for me to go out and be a superhero or go out and be, you know, whatever, get that high profile role that maybe a year and a half ago I couldn't even dream of because they weren't going to pick me. But now somebody like him, somebody who looks like me, gets that role. I can do that now. And I was thinking a lot about them. And I know this sounds like a weird, like high horse kind of thing, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's just me. But I was thinking about like all the people who became actors or the people who got a break in acting or in the industry somewhere because of what he had done. And I'm just like, man, that's, that's such a bummer. Like, it's also awesome that he was that guy. Like he was such a force that he played the big parts. He played James Brown and um, you know, I, again, did not write these down. I should have, but yeah, he played all these big roles and I would think open the door for a lot of other people to come behind him because like, oh, well, Chadwick Boseman did this. Why can't I do this? Why can't we hire more people like that to do our stuff? And I think that's a big, I don't know, accomplishment seems like the wrong word, but, um, a good side effect, a good that's probably the best word I'm going to come up with right now. But uh, yeah, what a bummer, man. He seemed like such a good dude. Everybody obviously, you know, seemed to love him. And man, he was just a really good actor. Like he was great and everything. Again, everything that I saw, I enjoyed, unless that didn't make this take. I don't know what I said anymore. But oh, man. So we send our happy thoughts and positive vibes to his family, friends and fans all around the world. And um, you know what? There's no way to transition out of this to something else. So what I will do is I will try to find a little snippet of some Black Panther music and uh, from the movie, not like from... You know what I mean. Um, so I will... <laughs> Jesus. So I will do that and, yeah, pay a, pay a tribute as best I can, as best I know how, as best I guess I'm legally allowed. So I will do that now and uh, we'll come back and try to bounce on with other stuff. I said bounce on there but that's yeah, fine 
like I said, it's been a weird week. It's been a weird couple days, so yeah, we'll get there. All right, like I said, elsewhere on the show, got some sports stuff. We got, uh, I'll talk a TV thing, and actually the question is a big TV thing as well. So thank you in advance, everybody. I'll thank you individually, I'm sure, um, for weighing in on this week's question, which was, if you missed it, if you, I don't know, you can't really weigh in now, but, um, well, you can, I'll get to it later. Uh, which TV shows did your parents not want you to watch as a kid? For me, it was Married with Children. My mother thought the humor was crude. Uh, the Simpsons. I'm not really sure why she didn't want us to watch The Simpsons. But I just remember that was on the no-fly list. And uh, wrestling, of course. Because I feel like if I was a kid in, like, 2010, I would have been able to watch wrestling. But I came up in what's known as the Attitude Era when they were running around showing boobies and whatnot and being all gross and a little more uh, mature than they are today. So... Yeah, that I'll blame on the time, and also I think my mom just hates pro wrestling so much, so uh, that helps. And this was before Bill and I started working on, you know, sleeper holds on the couch, right? So that's, or maybe that was part of it, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe my, my timing is off there. But yeah, those were three big ones for me. Um, South Park was, although she did, I have a story to tell about South Park, which I'll do real quick. Um, sorry if I told this on the show before, but it's funny and relevant to what I'm discussing. So... Uh, my mom finally let me watch an episode of South Park, and I, you know, I taped it. It was on Comedy Central, so I taped it, watched it the next day, and she watched the whole episode, didn't say a word, and it was, uh, well, no, first, the end of the episode, she sees the two people uh, under animators, and she said, there should be no one listed under animators. That was a disgrace. She was very mad that the animation was so poor, which I guess is part of the charm of the show at this point. Um, she was so upset about that, that she did not say anything about the content of the episode, which was Eric Cartman was uh, in a chili eating con a chili contest, chili cook off. And what he did was, uh, he was trying to get back at his bully. So he cooked that kid's parents in some chili and he fed it to that kid. So he made that kid eat his own parents in chili. She said nothing about the content of the episode which uh, I would say was pretty mature, but she was very upset that there were people listed under animators because the animation was trash. So that's my memory of watching South Park with my mom. Um, everything else, yeah, Married with Children. I will say I'm watching Married with Children now on Hulu, and uh, it's funny. I enjoy it. I also, I get it. I see why she didn't want us to watch it. Um, Simpsons, I don't know. I've seen a few episodes of The Simpsons here and there, and um, I'm not sure. Mom, why could we not watch The Simpsons? There we go. Maybe Mom will listen, and she will give me a detailed explanation as to why. Because I don't remember. All I remember is that, uh, hey, you're not going to watch that. We're not going to watch that here. I'm like, all right, well, there you go. But here, riddle me this. She liked Family Guy, especially uh, early Stewie when he was trying to kill Lois and take over the world. She was a fan of that. For some reason, <laughs> Homer Simpson was a no-go. I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm trying to connect these things, and maybe, I don't know. Um, so yeah, there you go. All right, on to your stuff. Sorry, I've been here a long time already. Jen says, The Simpsons. My mom was adamant that this was an absolute nope in our house because it was inappropriate humor, but we watched Married with Children as a family. That's a weird one. Uh, let's see, Dave says, Saturday Night Live. My dad thought it encouraged drug use. Wow. You know what? I'm not surprised, but also I did not expect to see that on this list. That's uh, that's interesting. 
Uh, let's see. Christina said Roseanne and any other show that came on after 9 p.m. That's a weird one because my mom also loved Roseanne. We watched that all the time. So I don't know. I loved that show so much. It was so good. Uh, let's see. Vastard Kai. Sorry if I said your name wrong. You can't do that on television. Yeah, I get it. That was kind of gross. That was kind of edgy, I guess. Maybe is the wrong word, but that's the one I'm thinking of now. Yeah, that's interesting. Although we watched that too. So I don't know. Who knows? Another one for Married with Children. Um, yeah, I, I thought I was alone in that, that I was the only kid who couldn't watch this show and didn't know who Al Bundy was. But apparently a lot of people, um, you know, also could not watch this. Big Vic says South Park. My brother and I would sneak in to watch it, though. Married with Children as well. It came on right after The Simpsons, and we never really got past the intro. Mom also hated Ren and Stimpy, but I remember we watched it together once, and I remember thinking it was quite disgusting myself. Ren and Stimpy was gross, to be fair. We watched that, uh, but yeah, it was pretty gross. That's, uh, that is an accurate statement. Uh, Brandon says nothing. I was poorly supervised. There you go. <laughs> I felt like I was friends with you in grade school because it seemed like every other kid could watch these shows that I was not allowed to watch. I don't know. AAA says I had one of those cable box unscrambler things that unscrambled HBO and everything in my room, so I just watched whatever I wanted. Uh, my parents are also foreign, so we weren't they weren't really aware of which shows were supposed to be bad for kids. Uh, wow. All right, man. That's pretty cool. You had a TV in your room and HBO and all that. So you got to do all that. Wow. I didn't, uh, well, I, we had a TV upstairs, but it was a, an old UHF TV. So we got, you know, three, six, nine, ten, or three, six, ten, fifty-seven, and something else. Um, but that was mostly for video games at that point. So yeah. Interesting. Nice, man. Good for you. Good for you. Supreme Olajuwon says Beavis and Butthead is the only one I can remember. I think it was because some kid burned down his house and the parents blamed the show. Yes, people did that. That happened. That's a real thing that, uh, yeah, people blame the show because some kid burned his house down after watching Beavis and Butthead. Although we were allowed to watch that, interestingly enough. Maybe we weren't and we just did anyway. But uh, no, my mom definitely knew what it was. I don't know. I don't know. But I remember we watched that. So interesting. Let's see. Poop from Wiener Dude says The Simpsons. Don't think my parents knew of any other adult cartoons. And so The Simpsons was a catch-all, and it was off-limits. Also, <laughs> HBO's Real Sex. Yeah, I can't imagine being a kid and being allowed to watch that one. Uh, Elvac says, I don't think my parents actively tried to stop me from watching specific shows, but generally anything after The Watershed, 9 p.m., was deemed unsuitable viewing for me, and I had to go to bed. I'm not quite sure how long that lasted, perhaps until I turned 13 or somewhere about. So, yeah, I would think... Um, Anything considered late night when you're a kid would be off limits no matter what it was. Like, hey, TV goes off at 9 or whatever. Yeah, that one makes sense. Uh, let's see. Drave says, Simpsons, Married with Children, and Beavis and Butthead. Wow. Again, I, I thought I was the only person who was not allowed to watch these. It seemed that way when I was a kid because everybody talked about them. But I don't know. Maybe all my friends were Brendan, poorly supervised. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Lockjaw says, maybe I just didn't want to watch or do anything bad. But the only thing i really remember my mom freaking out about and banning was a ouija board huh now that's interesting i would like to know lockjaw let me get your mom on the show i would like to know uh what the deal is with the ouija board banning in your house all right let me know okay that'd be great uh shawnee one ball says my folks let me watch pretty much anything i wanted 
as long as they had seen it first. I remember getting Terminator 2 on a day off from school, age 8 or so, and they also edited the Shawshank Redemption, so it had no in it. Kind of blew my mind when I first saw the whole thing. Only film I remember them refusing to let me see was Ghostbusters. I still don't know why. Maybe they don't believe in ghosts, and that's why you weren't allowed to see Ghostbusters, because, oh, that filth, oh, heathens or whatever. I don't know. I don't know your parents. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Clockshot says South Park hit the scene right around middle school. So bad that the school system sent home a letter to parents warning us about it. Yeah, that's, um, I am not shocked now that I've seen a few episodes here and there of South Park. I'm not surprised about that one bit. Um, yeah, that was a no. Jill said that was a no in her house too. So there you go. Uh, Toxic Rooster says the Simpsons, but they let me watch Married with Children from like age seven. So figure that out. And then I grew up to be a Simpsons guy anyway. So good going. Well, there you go. See, you rebel against something, and I don't know where I was going with that thought. But anyway, I appreciate it all the same. Uh, Smelly Meatball says, None that I remember since my parents were very lax when it came to TV watching rules. Now, when it came to rentals, my mom was a lot more strict due to my dad screwing up big one time. He decided to rent softcore porn once by accident, thinking it was an action or a war film instead based on its cover and not bothering to read any of the content warnings. Then he had the bright idea to have everyone in the house watch. I think that was the first time I ever heard my mom swear, and also the fastest he ever returned something to a store since she threatened to whack him with a frying pan or pot if he didn't. Oh my god. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. Also, for research purposes, what was the movie that he rented, if you can remember? That would be great. Um, yeah, I could just picture that. Like, you get a a clearly naughty movie, and you're like, hey, let everybody watch it. You got your kids there, seven and nine or whatever and uh, all of a sudden you know things get raunchy and uh <laughs> dad's got to go back to the store oh my gosh that is amazing uh thank you for that heisenberg says beavis and butthead also they did not approve of me wearing nwo merchandise due to my stepfather thinking it was part of the conspiracy group new world order yes instead of the wrestling faction the nwo so there you go yeah if you don't know it you're scared of it right that's how it goes uh, Tom Goycott says, My mom was pretty liberal about what I could watch, especially considering she was, as Dad would phrase it, a horror nut. Dad was never super big into TV as recreational watching. If it wasn't the news, the weather, or a military or historical documentary, it was usually just background noise to him. So that's pretty cool. You know, just watch whatever you want. I guess as long as... I guess as long as it didn't pique Dad's interest in a bad way, you were okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Dave Wadding says, The Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, MTV was banned as a whole. Wow. How about that? South Park and Ren and Stimpy was very frowned upon, but I watched it anyway. I am amazed that I was allowed to watch wrestling in the Attitude Era. That's what I'm saying. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling, and I think that's a double again. My mom hates wrestling, and because it was, you know, filthy at the time. Uh, <laughs> Droford says, Raw on Mondays, I had to record it. I also regret taping over 99% of them, because I only had two VHS tapes. Oof. Oh, that's tough. I got to tape Raw once, and um, there was no overrun, so it cut off in the middle of the main event. So that was kind of a bummer. But anyway, that is what it is. It's on YouTube now, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Vito says, I have a memory of watching TV with my dad, South Park coming on, and him changing the channel so fast. Also, during the summer when I was home flipping channels, Jerry Springer was on, and my grandmother said, you can't watch that. 
not even I'm old enough for Jerry Springer. So there you go. That's uh, I didn't even think about the daytime ones. I guess because you know my mom. If I was homesick, my mom was at work because she was a teacher. So those didn't really come up, I guess, or maybe they did, and I you know just watch them during the day while I'm trying to fall back to sleep or something. So anyway, um, yeah, those never really came up for me. I don't think I can't remember those being explicitly forbidden from wa- from us watching. I don't know. Maybe they were, and I did it anyway because I'm a badass, but I'm really not. But anyway, um, thank you, everybody. Again, I thought I was alone in not being allowed to watch Married with Children or The Simpsons because it seemed like everybody in school would watch them and they would talk about them. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Don't know. Don't know. But thank you, everybody, for weighing in. I appreciate it. Uh, That was a lot of fun, even though that was a lot of reading. So there you go. All right. Speaking of TV, I have seen this going around on Twitter. I've seen it other places, and uh, maybe I've talked about this before. I don't think I have. But in any case, I need to set the record straight here. So a lot of people have said, hey, you know, which, uh, which of your favorite TV characters would be Trump supporters or whatever? Like, what TV characters would definitely support this current administration, right? So that's been going around, and a common answer was, number one, Hank Hill, and number two, Red Foreman. And I just have to say that if you believe this, if you think that Hank Hill and Red Foreman would support Donald Trump in any way, you do not know these characters very well at all. Like, you did not pay attention while watching the show uh, or you're just being a jerk and trying to mess with people. Either way, it's incorrect, and I will no longer stand for this libel about these two beloved Americans. Americans. Right, okay, so let's go through this man and woe man and they. Hank Hill almost did not vote at all because when he met George W. Bush, he was like, oh, of course, Hank Hill, very conservative, right? He lives in Texas. He's very, you know, straight-laced kind of guy. Uh, He met George W. Bush, and George Bush had a weak handshake, and he was so upset. He was watching videos of him shaking hands with people, and he was so flabbergasted that he had a weak handshake. He's like, bro, I can't support this. He almost did not vote at all in that election because George Bush did not have a strong handshake. You know who else doesn't have a strong handshake? Donald Trump, right? He would also fail Hank's test, I would think. Plus, Trump's from New York, and Hank doesn't like New Yorkers, even though he was born in New York or Mexico or whatever. I'm sorry, Mexico's family guy. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, Hank has an aversion to uh, New York rich snobs, which uh, that's what Trump kind of is. So that's two things. If you didn't believe the first one, there's a second. If there's another, let me know. Uh, And Red Foreman, this one's too easy, man. So Red Foreman, that 70s show, played by the wonderful Kurtwood Smith, he is very proud of his hard work at the plant and then at uh, Price Mart. And he's also very proud of his military service, right? So... He's proud of his time in Korea, serving his country. He works hard for his family. Donald Trump does not work hard. And I know I lost some people there, but I don't give a Uh, And he dodged military service like five different times. So there is no way in hell that Red Foreman would stand behind someone who does not know the value of hard work and also did not serve his country in whatever war it would have been. Right. So Red Foreman would not be okay with that. He would not stand by and support a guy who dodged both hard work and military service. Two things Red Foreman was very proud of. 
and your boy has a weak-ass handshake, so Hank Hill would not be okay with that either. So I wanted to set the record straight because it was bothering me that people were slandering and, and libeling, libeling. Is that the, I don't know how to say that one, if that's even a real word. Uh, libel is, but the, the ing of that, I don't know. Um, I was, <laughs> I know words real good. I got a degree to prove it. Um, yeah, I was tired of people going out there and saying, hey, they would totally support Trump because, bah. no, they wouldn't. No, they would not. If you believe that, then uh, you didn't really watch those shows. You're just doing that to be a jerk. All right, there you go. That's what I, I no, it's had to put that out there because uh, it was bugging me, and that's what this show is, things that bother me, and then sports, and then that's it. So, <laughs> so there you go. All right, so if you do not like sports, uh, this is your time to head on out of here. I thank you for joining me, sports and or wrestling, because we got both. Um, I thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. I hope you're well. Stay safe. Uh, don't be a dope. All right? I love you. See you next time. Doing whatever it is that I'm going to do. All right. So for now, let's talk some baseball. We got a little, uh, not much to do today with the baseball things, but uh, the trade deadline has passed August 31st, and your San Diego Padres, my Padres, as Ted Leitner would say. I love that dude. He's so good. The Padres radio guy is so great. When the Padres hit a home run, he's like, way back there. Rushed. He's so fun. My Padres, he's so much fun. Uh, if you have a chance, listen to a game, a Padres game on the radio that Ted Leitner is calling, and you will not be disappointed unless you don't like baseball, in which case you're already gone. So the Padres, uh, they upgraded. They made some moves, got some hitting, some pitching, did all the things, and um, they are ready to win. Everybody said that. You know, they, uh, they signed Manny Machado, and that's like, all right, they're ready to win, and they didn't... Uh, didn't really make it, but now in this weird year when half the league makes the playoffs and all this stuff, they're ready to go and they are doing it. And I think they're still in line for a spot, aren't they? Sure. Let's just say yes instead of me trying to check it while I'm doing this. Um, but yeah, they're making moves, doing the thing. And uh, your Philadelphia Phillies have turned it around since losing five in a row a couple of weeks ago because Bryce Harper was like, hey, man. We got to win 9 out of 10. We got to win 9 out of 10 to save our season after they lost five in a row. Well, guess what uh, Thursday night's win did for the Phillies? That's right, 9 out of 10. They've turned it around. Their bullpen ERA has plummeted. That's a good thing. And uh, even though Harper and Real Muto are not hitting particularly well right now, other people on the team are. So they have all stepped up. They're all doing the thing. And, hey, they may uh, make a contender out of this team yet. So... We shall see. We're less than a month away from uh, the playoffs. Playoffs. So we shall see how things go. But for now, baseball is fun in Philadelphia, and I am enjoying every bit of it. So there you go. Um, that would have been a nice segue to the captain, but I got a couple more things I want to talk about. So they made some rule changes for this season, for the shortened, truncated, abbreviated, whatever word you like to use, uh, this gimmick of a season, you might say. So they made some changes just for this year. I will say, though, I think that uh, at least two of these should stick around. So, well, let me go with the one that shouldn't first, because I'm not sure yet. Uh, Universal DH. So they did this for this year to protect pitchers, and they want to give them as many starts as possible and not have to worry about hitting and doing all that other stuff. So they put the DH in the National League as well. And I will say this. I don't hate it like I thought I would, 
But I'm also like a DH in the AL and not in the NL is what I've always known as a baseball fan. So it's kind of hard for me to let go of that because I like the difference with the leagues. But at the same time, this is going to create jobs for some guys. You know, the uh, the power hitting first baseman who's not really good in the field will now get a chance to be on a team and uh, and help them win, right? Or just, you know, collect a paycheck, whatever. Uh, so there's good there, but I don't, you know, I'm kind of talking myself into it right now, actually. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know yet. I'm going to say the jury is out on that one. But the three batter minimum for relief pitchers is great. When you come in, you got to face three guys at least. No more one uh, one batter guys because you know learn to get everybody else out. Um, and there's more strategy involved there too, which is good. I like it. I hope that sticks around. And Josh and I talked about this a little bit. I love the seven inning doubleheader rule. Seven innings, two games. I would say let's do that going forward. I don't think uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, you're playing two games. You shave off four innings, a couple hours, uh, fewer chances for guys to get hurt, right? And you get the games done, out of the way, taken care of, out of the way seems bad. But, um, yeah, I like it. Keep the seven-inning doubleheaders and the three-batter minimum. Jury is out on Universal DH. I will say the runner on second base and extra innings. For this year, it's fine, I guess. But uh, going for for like a regular season, for a 162-game season, do not do that. I don't want to see that in a regular year. All right, for this year it's fine because this year is weird, right? It's uh, it's odd. It's you know we're just doing everything we can, but I do not want to see the runner on second base in extra innings going forward. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's going to come too. I'm not sure, but I've heard a lot of support for the other things and not for this one. So we shall see. All right, that's your baseball for today. It's all I looked up anyway. So there you go. All right, I don't know what I said in between there. It, it's fine. A um, little bit of wrestling. Let's do this real quick. Oh, I mentioned that I would come back and tell you after uh, WWE ran two pay-per-views in a row, SummerSlam and then Payback, and uh, oh, the Thunderdome. Let's see. What are we doing first here? Oh, Thunderdome. It's awkward. It looks terrible. I do not like it, just like I predicted. It's just I'm looking at fans on screens looking bored, and it's just really I don't like it at all. I don't. Uh, and again, maybe I said this before. Uh, if not, whatever. I don't know who it's for. Like, I don't know who that's benefiting off the top of my head. I, I just don't, I don't like it. Other people do, and that's fine. You're allowed to, you know, like things that I don't. I just don't, uh, it's not for me. I'm not a fan of it. Um, I get what they were trying to do. I just don't think it, uh, I don't like it. So there's that. And uh, back-to-back pay-per-views, I will say that second show suffered hard. Because you only have a week to build to a big show. Uh, after you just did a big show, that's not a lot to turn around and be like hey we finished our blood feud or whatever but hey we got to go and do this again in a couple days and i don't yeah it didn't work out for me didn't work out the second show was not as good um i skipped a lot of it because i was just like yeah i I feel like i just saw kind of big matches and you got to build up to that stuff i don't know um but there you go so that i wanted to update you on that or maybe nobody cares about that but me but anyway uh (laughs) Uh, speaking of wrestling, AEW All Out is tonight. Tonight, September 5th, 8 o'clock, BR Live, Fight TV internationally. Um, I'm not going to run down the card because I'm really bummed out again because uh, coronavirus has ruined ruined the, uh, the get-togethers we would have to preview this show. And, uh, yeah. But anyway, um, 
Of course, I'm enjoying it. AEW is a lot of fun for me. Not for everybody. I understand that. You know, not everybody's into that style of, uh, of wrestling, and that's okay. But I enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to the show. Of course, there's a battle royal, so I love those. Everybody in the ring just throwing each other over. They're so much fun. So 8 o'clock tonight, all out. Big stuff on the way. Pat, you should probably preview it a little bit. No, I, I just said I don't want to because I'm bummed out. I couldn't have people over to preview it and have all the fun. Uh, although I will say it is nice to not have to edit a two-and-a-half-hour show. That, uh, <laughs> that is very good. All right. Yes, so wrestling tonight, all the things. Uh, watch some baseball, playoff hockey, playoff basketball, and uh, maybe we'll get an NBA update. I have not talked to Danny Schmitz. I really should talk to him more often. Shouldn't I? Right? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, let us turn it over to the captain. Tell us all about what the Fly Guys have been up to. And I am excited to hear from him because the Fly Guys have played some exciting hockey over the last couple of days. So, good sir, we turn it over the floor. It's yours. Take it away. Hey, Flyers fans. Mark back at you with another Flyers playoff. Oh, dude, yeah! Guys, Game 7 in the playoffs. This is what hockey fans dream of. These are the moments that make or break you, that will enshrine you in history or forever be a plight upon your city. Guys, the Flyers, Game 7 against the Islanders is tonight at 7.30. Let's take a look back at what got us here. So game four was on Sunday. The Flyers ended up losing three to two, gave the Islanders the three to one series lead. It did not look good there at all. The Flyers were playing sluggish. They were not coming out with any energy. They could not keep any sustained pressure going. It looked like all might be lost. But game five shows up. The Flyers end up taking it to the Islanders. The Flyers get off to a huge start, just boom, 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 getting going, 3-0 start, and unfortunately, the Flyers let it slip away, giving up three goals throughout the rest of the game. The Flyers ended up winning in overtime. It was an incredible shot by the point. Scott Lawton gets a stick on the puck. The Flyers win game five. Three to two is the series lead by the Islanders. Game six shows up. The Flyers are playing extraordinary well. Get off to a 2-0 start, then unfortunately give up three goals. But again, Scott Law, and I got to give him credit, comes back in the third period and scores a beauty of a goal. They are able to really get it going. The Flyers and the Islanders take the game into overtime 4-4. And then in overtime, second overtime, it was just, oh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Carter Hart was exceptional with 49 saves. Let me say that again, 49 saves. The Flyers end up getting a beautiful shot from the point by Ivan Perov. Bang, bang, boom, right under the crossbar. And the Flyers have tied the series up 3-3. Three to three. Now, Game 7 tonight. Game 7, as I said in the beginning, is what hockey fans dream of. It's what players dream of. It's what people think about as little kids thinking about I'm going to be a professional hockey player one day and I'm going to be playing game seven in the Stanley Cup playoffs this cannot get any better the Flyers are trying to get through I won't even look ahead to the Tampa Bay Lightning the Flyers need to take care of business they need to get it done tonight so guys 
I'll be watching the game. I know you'll be watching the game. Let's root our Flyers on to victory, and then we will see who we've written in the history books. Guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Pat on Next Level Radio. Why, thank you, Captain. Or uh, maybe I just played a sound effect or an ad read or something in there. I don't know. The Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. There you go. We made it out of the show. We did the thing. Maybe if I'm lucky, the battery on my weed whacker will be charged and I can get to the second round of cutting the grass. Or maybe not. Maybe I'll just play Tony Hawk because the new Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is available now. Yeah, how about that for a transition to something fun? No? I don't know. Uh, I played a little bit of it today already. Uh, It's been fun. It looks great, and I'm enjoying it already. So there you go. That's the stuff, man. Hostess. I just got sued. Uh, (laughs) My thanks to everybody who weighed in on the, uh, the TV question. I learned a lot today. And to you, of course, for listening. I appreciate your time in your headspace. And I hope you're okay. All right. TheNextLevelNetwork.com for all of our lovely shows. The Spotlight, TFT Nerdcast, Panels of the Pixels, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. All the things are up there also on Facebook at The Next Level Network. Do the thing over there. I'm everywhere at The Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. And uh, you can also send a text or leave a voicemail, 209-867-7638, with your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and, of course, corrections all right are we good did i miss anything i feel like there was something funny i wanted to mention before we got off the show here and i did not write it down jerome do you have it no all right well i'm sure it was good uh i'm sure it'll come to me later and if it is i'll put it in the show notes or save it for next week i don't know in any case that's it man this has been an eight boiling production so until next time my friends have fun be safe thank a veteran and of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. G Lovin' Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is our show. Thank you very much. All right, we're good? We're good. You've been inside the Melty Pat here on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, I get a cold beverage. I need some leverage. A sweaty outside, some lemonade will be nice. Of a spice from the top to a big Got a bar of drinks, but cross got the bait on the front porch. Yeah, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bucks. Blast some ice and a dash of a mess, martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. Something from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Uh, Cause I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, 
One thing clear, the bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice, and you look at the bite, but the brew tastes a nice, nice. back to the ball. So every jack of reason I collide, need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. But I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. Yeah. Yeah.